Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Let me catch up. I'm Melissa Howell. State and federal charges have been filed against the man accused of attacking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband. And in sports, the Wizards lose to the 76ers. It's one o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Police in Chicago say at least 14 people have been hit in a mass shooting on Halloween night. Police Superintendent David Brown. We do have some uh, video of this incident on a pod. Uh, so we have uh, some preliminary information regarding uh, this. We know it's a drive-by. We know it happens in just a few seconds. Some of those hit are children. Charges announced Monday against the man accused of attacking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband in their home in San Francisco. The latest from CBS's Jeff Pegues. The 42-year-old suspect now facing a number of charges, including attempted murder, residential burglary, and assault with a deadly weapon, that being the hammer. According to investigators, they will ask that he is held without bail. They want him, of course, to stay in custody. A survey by Bankrate.com finds that 43% of Americans say their finances are worse now than when President Biden was elected. Bankrate senior economic analyst Mark Hamrick says they don't feel so good about the future either. Only about one in four Americans say they believe their personal finances will be better two years from now. Consumers have been struggling to adjust to high inflation, which erodes their buying power. And they may be worried about a possible worsening of the job market. The most diverse Supreme Court in history heard arguments Monday in two cases challenging the legality of consideration of a student's race in college admissions. Loyola Law School professor Lori Levinson says it's part of a larger debate on affirmative action in American society. The Solicitor General under Biden has come in and says that diversity is crucial. Affirmative action is crucial for national security because when it comes to leadership for the military, you need people who will be accepted by a broad group of Americans. Scientists are asking the public for help identifying people buried more than a century ago in a cemetery in Oklahoma. Researchers have found 17 more bodies in an Oklahoma cemetery thought to be the remains of victims of the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. Excavation work that started last week is a continuation of work that began last year. Carrie Stackelbeck is an Oklahoma state archaeologist. Much like last year, uh, we're trying to do every step of this process as respectfully as, pros- uh, as possible. Jim As many as 300 black people may be buried in the cemetery. Nobody won Monday night's billion-dollar Powerball jackpot. The next drawing Wednesday night, the jackpot, $1.2 billion. Researchers in Africa have found that a one-time dose of an experimental drug protected adults against malaria for at least six months. This is CBS News. Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. It's 103 Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. The high today, 67. morning. I'm Stephanie Gaines Bryant. The top local stories we're following this hour.
A teenager is dead after being shot in southeast D.C. It happened around 8.30 p.m. Monday on Bernie Place, less than half a mile away from the Anacostia Metro Station. Police responded to the sound of gunshots. When they arrived, they found a 14-year-old boy unconscious but breathing. He was transported to a hospital where he later died. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti. He is a ninth grader at, at, a, at a school uh, here in the district, and unfortunately, again, he lost his life tonight to a senseless act of violence uh, here in our city. Conti says the teen was targeted. There is currently no information on a suspect. A dramatic scene in Silver Spring as a police chase turned into a multi-vehicle pileup, including a metro bus. This all happened in the middle of the afternoon on Georgia Avenue near East-West Highway. WTOP Shana Estulin reports. The suspect's minivan slammed into the Metro bus, and then moments later, the police cruiser chasing them slammed into and under the van. Pictures from our news partner's NBC4 show, car parts strewn around the scene and the bus's bumper half off. A spokesperson for Montgomery County Fire and Rescue says multiple people were rushed to the hospital, including several with traumatic injuries. County Police say this all started around 2 p.m. with an armed robbery on Piney Branch Road. Police finding the robbery suspects at the White Oak Shopping Center about three and a half miles away, but they drove off police on their tail. It ended with the pileup on Georgia Avenue. Two men were arrested. A third had to be pulled out of the crashed van. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Police say a firearm was also recovered. See those dramatic pictures of the crash at WTOP.com. A three-alarm fire that forced 120 people from their homes on College Parkway in Rockville was tied to a heating and air conditioning unit. Pete Perringer with Montgomery County Fire and Rescue says two residents were hurt but are expected to survive. He says the fire started before 9 yesterday morning and caused more than $1.5 million in damage. The fires burned through the roof of the Garden Apartment-style building and spread to two nearby buildings in the Plymouth Woods neighborhood. Patrick Campbell with the county's Department of Health and Human Services says 40 people were displaced by the fire. The region's Red Cross is also helping affected families. Metro ridership isn't what it used to be post-pandemic. That has the transit system ready to crack down again on people who don't pay their fares as it tries to improve the bottom line. We've done, I think, a really concentrated, deliberate effort to do warnings first. But starting today, Metro GM Randy Clark says... We're looking to actually implement the ticketing component. It was decriminalized by D.C. lawmakers in 2018 amid concerns that black riders were disproportionately stopped for fare evasion, which Metro says results in tens of millions of dollars in lost fares. We're going to enforce our rules, but we're going to do it in the most humane way possible. The penalty is a $50 civil fine in D.C. It's $100 in Maryland in Virginia. Again, our message is just please, if you have the ability to pay, pay your fare. John Dome in WTOP News. Campaign 2022 on WTOP. Fairfax County officials are trying to process thousands of unexpected voter registrations. Counties across Virginia have been dealing with the same issue. 
The Virginia Department of Elections sent 11,000 voter registration applications to Fairfax County on Monday. The county's now working to process them all before Election Day. Voters did what they were supposed to do. Eric Spicer is the county's director of elections. They registered or changed the registration at the Department of Motor Vehicles, and then nothing happened. He says it's unclear why the applications were not sent earlier, but he believes the issue may stem from the Department of Elections enrichment. His greatest concern whether more applications may be unaccounted for. I have no way of knowing that. We're prepared for the worst, and we're telling voters if there are any additional problems, they'll have the opportunity to vote same-day registration and to cast a provisional ballot on Election Day. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Coming up, the survival of affirmative action appears to be in trouble. We'll have that report coming up. 107. Ever open a kitchen cabinet and your pans fall out on the floor? Or reach for spices and everything falls out? Whether your kitchen needs a spruce up or a major remodel, a free consultation with an experienced designer at Cabinet Discounters will get you started. See photos of gorgeous kitchen and bath projects and find hours and locations of our seven showrooms at CabinetDiscounters.com. We have fantastic career opportunities for experienced kitchen designers. Check it out at CabinetDiscounters.com. Cabinet Discounters. It's 108. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8. Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, for the moment, right now, things are relatively quiet on the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia. No major issues to report. In Maryland, long-standing cleanup continues on 70 eastbound before the ice for Maryland 94 Woodbine exit 73. Still getting by the cleanup operation from a crash, which occurred last night in the 8 o'clock hour. Single files, right? Still no word yet when they'll get that completely reopened. Westbound 70 between the Baltimore Beltway and Frederick. Nothing in your way. Uh, I-95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway as of late without issue. No problems. 270 south uh, from Frederick down to the Beltway. Now, in Bethesda, sounds like authorities are on the scene of the crash, possibly involving a pedestrian. Northbound on Cabin John Parkway, just north of the uh, interchange with Clara Barton Parkway. Again, they were along the right side of the roadway. Be extra careful as you exit from the outbound Clara Barton Parkway to go north on Cabin John toward the Beltway and River Road. Be extra careful there. It uh, does not appear to be affecting the inbound side of the Cabin John Parkway, at least so far. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Starting off your Tuesday with temperatures generally in the 50s to around 60 degrees. Some scattered showers, patchy fog, and cloudy skies. Throughout the day today, the clouds will diminish. Small chance for an isolated shower this afternoon, but most of your Tuesday is looking dry. Highs today and tomorrow around 70. For tomorrow, we'll have mostly sunny skies. Sunny skies on Thursday with temperatures in the upper 60s and another mild day on Friday. Highs around 70. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 61 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 110. The survival of affirmative action in higher education appears to be in serious trouble. At a conservative-dominated Supreme Court after about five hours of debate yesterday over questions of race, the most diverse court in the nation's history is weighing challenges to admissions programs at the University of North Carolina and Harvard that use race among many factors to create a diverse student population. Attorney 
Attorney Patrick Strawbridge represents the group's Students for Fair Admissions and wants the race question removed as part of a move to go race neutral. He was challenged at one point by Justice Kataji Brown-Jackson. The only reason why the university knows the race of any of these applicants is because they are voluntarily providing that. But it is making distinctions upon who it will admit, at least in part, on the race of the applicant. Some races get a benefit, some races do not get a benefit. Robert Barnes, who covers the Supreme Court for the Washington Post, joined Michelle Bash to talk about the court's debate on the issue. Well, I think that there's some deep skepticism about the court, about how long racial conscious policy should be in place. You know, when the court a couple of decades ago said that it was permissible to use race as one factor, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor said that the hope was that in 25 years, those kind of preferences or policies would not be necessary. There were a lot of questions about that, whether this time is really up, and a lot of questions from the conservatives about when will it ever end? And that was something that the lawyers for UNC and for Harvard were unwilling to put an expiration date on. What about uh, the court's three liberals? How did they defend these admissions programs? Well, the court's three liberals were quite defensive of it. They thought that there was no reason that the Constitution didn't demand a sort of colorblind approach to this. They thought that if it was necessary in a voluntary way, as you heard Justice Jackson talk about, that there was no reason to keep universities from doing that. They said that it only made a difference in a small number of cases and that the federal government and by the Biden administration said that it was necessary to the military, to corporate America, to the medical community to have sort of diverse leaders prepared by these universities. Well, the outcome of these cases could indeed, though, have wide ranging implications across the uh, the higher ed universe in the U.S., right? That's right, especially at elite colleges and universities and also the flagship universities in states like UNC. You know, some states have already said that race cannot be a factor in these admissions decisions. Large states like California and Florida and Michigan have already said that. But others want to continue to use it in, as one factor in building a racially diverse student body. Any final thoughts before I let you go? No, it was a it was a very interesting case and you know, I mean, I think the thing to keep in mind is that there was no reason for the court to take this case because unless they want to make some changes in the law. Lower courts had looked at these admission policies. They both said that in both cases, Harvard and UNC had complied with the Supreme Court's precedents, that there was no discrimination against others by making these racial policy preferences known. And so, you know, the court was really taking these cases because they're ready to look at this issue again. Robert Barnes covers the Supreme Court for The Washington Post. Coming up, a look at sports with Rob Woodfork.
Virginia is for families, all sorts of families. My family, your family, your neighbor's family, for families of all species, for beach chair sitting families and paddleboard standing families, for families that like to camp outside and the ones that would rather museum inside. Yep, we got plenty of those to choose from. For mountain hiking families and would rather hang out by the pool resort going families. Come to think of it, that's more my speed. So in conclusion, Virginia has all sorts of things your family could love. So come love it for yourself. Furnished by the Virginia Tourism Corporation. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now to Rob Woodfork. World Series Game 3 in Philadelphia was rained out and postponed to Tuesday night, but Philly fans still got to enjoy a 76ers win in Washington. 118-111, even without Joel Embiid in the lineup. West Sunsell Jr.'s team was on the wrong end of a 27-6 run that spanned the late third and early fourth quarters. Well, they had a run to start the quarters well in the third, so it's just minimizing those stretches. There were some coverage mistakes. We obviously missed some shots when we didn't have great execution, but just the urgency to start the second half I don't think was there. Kristaps Porzingis led all scorers with a season-high 32 points, but the Wizards still losers of three in a row and two straight at home. The Capitals got a point in Carolina, but fell to the Hurricanes in a shootout 3-2. Two. Alex Ovechkin's power play goal pulled him within one of Gordy Howe's record of 786 career goals with one franchise. The Washington Commanders expect to have Chase Young back at practice Wednesday for the first time this season. And at a critical juncture in the schedule, the Vikings and Eagles are a combined 13-1, and one, Ron Rivera. We'll have to match those guys, and that's one of the things that we're going to find out. Can we match a team like that? That'll be an interesting thing to watch. They're kind of under the radar, which is crazy to me because they're 6-1, and one, and their one loss being to Philly. That should tell you a little bit about who they are. The Cleveland Browns perhaps saved their season by beating the rival Cincinnati Bengals 32-13 on Monday Night Football, but the AFC North-leading Baltimore Ravens had the biggest win on the eve of the trade deadline, acquiring the league leader in tackles Roquan Smith from Chicago, in exchange for second and fifth round picks and journeyman linebacker A.J. Klein. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. The man accused of attacking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer told police he wanted to hold the Democratic leader hostage and break her kneecaps to show other members of Congress there were consequences to actions. Investigators said both state and federal charges were filed against accused attacker David DePepe. Affirmative action was front and center at the Supreme Court. Justices heard two cases concerning admissions programs that take into account race in the name of educational diversity. And based on Monday's argument, the conservative supermajority looks like it's ready to reconsider decades of precedence and rule the programs are illegal. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan has tested positive again for COVID. He says he's working from home. It's the second time he's gotten the coronavirus. The first was last year. Stay with WTOP for these stories in just minutes. And it is 117. If the election were held today, Maryland voters would approve the legalization of cannabis in the state. That's the findings of a new poll from the Baltimore Sun and the University of Baltimore. Traffic and weather on the 8s to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, the incident uh, originally reported as being northbound on Cabbage John Parkway, just north of Clara Barton Parkway, reportedly involving a pedestrian. You may find yourself in stop traffic, at least temporarily, there as a result of the incident. So be careful. 
if you're coming outbound on the Clara Barton Parkway, you may not be able to go north on Cabin John toward the inner loops of the Beltway and River Road. But outbound Clara Barton Parkway is open, headed toward the outer loop of the Beltway. Uh, was not supposed to be uh, affecting folks southbound on Cabin John, but they, you may find yourself slowed there as well with some additional response on the scene. So be extra careful traveling on the Cabin John Parkway. Now, if you're traveling on the Beltway in Maryland, through Montgomery and Prince George's counties, it's quiet. Headed into the district early as of late. No issues reported on DC 295 or I-295. Suitland Parkway and South Capitol Street moving okay so far. No issues as of late on the freeway, either I-395 or I-695. Uh, between the Potomac and Anacostia River Bridge crossings, New York Avenue, between northeast and northwest, also running well in both directions. In Virginia, 66 westbound, as you head west toward the Beltway, single file left through the work zone. Don't forget the exit that takes you toward the Adaloop and the Adaloop Express lanes. That was closed as a result of the work zone. You follow a posted detour there, and then further west before Nutley Street, also down to a single left lane through that construction. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Scattered showers continue through your early Tuesday morning hours, otherwise cloudy skies with some patchy fog as well. Throughout the day today, we'll have increasing sunshine and isolated showers possible, but most, if not all, of your day is looking dry and mild. Highs around 70. Plenty of sun tomorrow with temperatures again warming to around 70, our average high now in the mid-60s. So these temperatures are at least 5 degrees above normal for early November. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 61 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, the debate over naming a street in D.C. after former Mayor Marion Barry. It's 120. Hi, I'm Patrick Fingles, owner of New Look Home Design. In winter, we get more service calls for roof leaks than any other time. It makes sense. Winter's really tough on roofs. It beats them up. That's why most homeowners replace their roof in the spring. But they say, I should have done it before winter. People just don't know. Well, you do now, and I'm making the choice really easy. Replace your roof now instead of in spring, and I'll save you 50% on materials and 50% on labor. Plus, you don't have to pay anything until 2024. Not a penny. It's our biggest sale of the year. If you even think your roof needs to be replaced, don't wait. There's no need. You're not going to pay for it anyway. Sleep well under a new roof this winter that you know you paid less for. Call 800-279-5300. That's 800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Sleep well and save more. As you go about your daily life, look closer. As you gather with family and friends, look closer. Right in your community, there are youth who don't have the home, warmth, and healing you have. So, look closer. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth 50 years strong. Tonight, 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed. And tomorrow, they will wake up surrounded by love. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep 24 hours a day, 7 days a week in sites across America to help them fulfill the great promise of their lives. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. 
To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. This is WTOP News. It's 122. Should Good Hope Road in Southeast D.C. be named in honor of former Mayor Marion Barry? Council member Treyon White, who represents Barry's home of Ward 8, released a video on Instagram yesterday asking residents to support his bill to create Marion Barry Avenue. White says he introduced emergency legislation to quickly rename the roadway, but accuses Council Chairman Phil Mendelson of blaming blocking the bill. Mendelssohn is tweeting it's a false narrative that he's against the renaming project. Mendelssohn says he scheduled a hearing on the bill on December 13th, but he blocked it so there could be a public hearing. I don't believe it's appropriate for us to change the name of a street and then have a public hearing to ask people what they think. That's rather disrespectful of the public or the democratic process. Mendelssohn also says he's now gotten a violent threat over this. There's a growing danger associated with our vehicles. As cars and trucks get larger, so do the vehicle's blind spots, even in the front. Now there's an effort to prevent accidents that are claiming hundreds of lives every year. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has more. Vehicles have a blind zone directly in front of the hood that grows with the size of the car. Americans' shift to larger trucks and SUVs comes as deaths from these front-over crashes more than doubled in five years, killing over 500 in 2020. Experts say the victims are often small children. Automakers tell CBS News that safety is a top priority and vehicles continue to get even more safe as automakers test develop and integrate new safety technology. President Biden says he'll push for an excess profits tax if oil companies don't do more to lower prices at the pump. The president says the record profits recently reported by oil companies are outrageous. He calls it a windfall of war, a function of Russia's assault on Ukraine. It's time for these companies to stop war profiteering. Mr. Biden says the firms have a responsibility to spend more of their profits on increasing refining capacity. They don't want to do that. They, they have the opportunity to do that. The president says if they don't, he'll urge Congress to impose an excess profits tax. It's a move Republicans would surely oppose. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. Money news at 25 and 55. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Labor tensions are being turned up a notch at Delta Airlines. Pilots have voted almost unanimously to authorize a strike. Although a walkout is not imminent, the vote gives union leaders the go-ahead to order a work stoppage once they've gone through the steps set by federal labor law. Delta has about 15,000 pilots. Village MD, majority owned by Walgreens, is exploring a deal to merge with another primary care provider, Summit Health. Summit owns the City MD chain of emergency health clinics. Sources say the combined company could be worth as much as $10 billion. Cable operator Charter Communications, which does business under the Spectrum brand, is escalating its battle to add wireless customers. It's offering a free second line to customers who purchase a new mobile line for $30 a month. It will tout its latest deal in a media campaign starting this week. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Coming up on WTOP, a drive-by shooting injured more than a dozen people in Chicago, including children. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says her husband in, uh, is on the long road to recover after an attack that looks like it was meant for her. It's 126. 
Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today.